Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up? What up? What is up? And welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it is your boy. DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your microphone stand and say, oh, goddamn. I don't know why you'd say that. I'm not going to say goddamn. I don't know why you'd say that, but it just came to me. I don't like green eggs and ham. Okay. Send me to Hawaii where it's humid and I might eat that spam. Okay. You might like that glitz, but I'm all about that glam. Mm-hmm. Preach. Is that it? You can keep going? You want me to keep going? Keep going, baby. Let's do it. Let me just tell you this. I'm going to end it right here. <clears throat> okay. You're not just my friend, bro. You're my fan. Hey. I hey, love it. That's hey, what's up. Hey. That's a mic drop moment right there on the 209 to Affinity podcast. 100%. I can do this all day. Yeah, that's, I know. I know. That's right. That's right. This ain't friends. This is family. This is the 209 Pod Squad family right here. That's what's up. Baby. And 209 till infernity. Infernity? <laughs> We've been drinking today. Roll Todd. That's right, boy. 209 to infernity, boy. So I just, I had a couple, just two. But yeah, man, how you doing? You good? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm, a, I'm about spicy. I'm spicy right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a Cajun wing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We did just wrap up lunch, didn't we? <laughs> we wrapped it up. Yeah. You had Cajun wings, and did you get Cajun seasoning on the fries, too? I did. I went Cajun oh, on the shoot. fries. Cajun fries, Cajun wing, Cajun slash lemon pepper wing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You remember the... Uh, oh, I'm sure you do remember it, but the uh, old Adam Sandler Saturday Night Live sketch, Cajun Man. Oh, of course. Where everything was just... On Trojan, Cajun, Trojan, yeah, yeah. So, Cajun man, I heard you just broke up with your girlfriend. What are you gonna do now? Masturbation, everything had that on at the end. That was, I, I imagine there had to be a Cajun person somewhere that was like, Man, that's not how we talk, asshole. But it, it was one of them classic Sandler moments that 
that was my era. I think the people before us had like Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase. They were legends. But when I really remember starting to pay attention to Saturday Night Live, really like clocking in and feeling like this was my cast, was the Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Chris Farley, David Spade. That was, I think, our formative years. I, I think that I want to say that was like junior high, high school, mm-hmm. somewhere in that in that ballpark. I can still remember um, going and seeing Tommy Boy in the theater and just just being blown away by how funny that was. And the first time I saw Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore when them dudes started to blossom and and step outside Saturday Night Live, those were like big moments because those dudes are like our age, like David Spade, Adam Sandler. They're all late 40s early 50s so it's kind of like we were with them the whole way like and grew up with them but that Cajun man and, he, and Sandler did Opera Man too do you remember Opera Man where he just sang Absolutely. everything yeah that was that shit man that was just good stuff and then of course Mike Myers uh you know the classic Wayne's World dude saw that in the theater was blown away by that but yeah I feel like kind of like we grew up on and with those dudes and Sandler has entertained us for years. Like at this point, the fact that he's still putting out movies on Netflix 20 some odd years later, you know, probably more than 20 years since he did Cajun man. Like I remember where I was when I heard the news that Chris Farley passed and just being like, that was one of those celebrity deaths that, you know, sometimes a celebrity passes and you and I've talked about it. Like, okay. Oh, that, you know, that's too bad. You know, he's a good guy. I like, I like some of his movies. When Chris hit, when that news hit that he passed, that hit me like in a different way. Like, like when Pops from Friday passed, or uh, when we lost Robin Williams, it was like, ah, no, not. He just made me laugh. Like, he's just a funny dude, man. Like, just naturally funny. Like, not forced. You know what I mean? Like, it just came to him like perfect. Uh, <laughs> Savage is still choking on the Cajun. The Cajun's dude, getting him. I have like a Cajun bug in my throat right now. It's messing me up. Yeah, you need. You got some drink in here, man. You drank. You got some drink. I'm all right. Some of that. <laughs> Go get you some of that syrup. Sir. Some syrup. I need some lean. Yeah, <laughs> lean back, baby. But yeah, man, it's funny that you mentioned that, and it t- it just took me down. A, it opened up a just saying Cajun opened up a whole flood of memories from growing up on that SNL cast, man. Like that was the shit back in the day, dude. Those were my guys, man. You know, it's kind of funny when you think about it too, though, like the generation before that. Yeah. That was our parents. Yes. All those guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Bill Murray. Oh yeah. You know, all those like, goodness gracious. Yeah. Bill Murray. It was Bill Murray. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, um, John Belushi, Gilda Radner. Those were like the OGs, the people that kind of launched the show. And then there were people in between there. Billy Crystal came out of Saturday Night Live. uh, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy. But I was still really young when those guys were popping and bubbling and doing their thing on Saturday. Joe Piscopo. There was a lot of people on Saturday that came from Saturday. I mean, Saturday Night Live has launched... I mean, you're talking about Will Ferrell. You're talking about Jason Sudeikis. You t- the list goes on and on and on with SNL. Uh, the careers they've launched and uh, the stars they've created. Are, it, it's it's insane, dude. But that was the sweet spot. That was my cast. Like, I loved Will Ferrell and Jason Sudeikis, and I like Keenan Thompson a lot. But those guys all came much later after I've kind of checked out. Like, I'm done. 
I'm not staying up watching Saturday Night Live at a, you know 11:30 at night on a Saturday. Now I'm like catching it on Hulu a week later, maybe. Maybe you know, like it seems hit and miss now. But those dudes, it was like must see TV. Like, oh shit, what's Sandler gonna do this week? What's Farley gonna do this week? The the Chris Farley sketch to me. You know, of course, you get the living in the van down by the river. That one's so famous. Like, everyone knows that sketch. But I just loved the one where he was the awkward, uncomfortable, shy interviewer on the Chris Farley show. When he interviewed people and would just be like, so um, today I've got a, a living, legendary acting oh i'm stupid stupid and then the, 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 the first he's interviewing he's always like, no no chris you're doing great chris everything's okay chris it's all right like thank you man you're incredible thank you so right, much right. It, it, it it uh that one to me always hit because he was so awkward so uncomfortable and yet still so funny like chris was known for being this really loud like over the top like in a van down by the river and flipping and falling over and breaking things but when he reined it in, that that character was so reined in, and he'd just be like, um, "So, do you think that that's true?" You know, it just was so mellow and calm, and yet hilarious at the same time, man. It, it, uh, it. Every time I think about it, I smile. Like got reinforcements. Got a all right. Water. We got a bottle of water in the building now. We're gonna try to rinse that Cajon out. Man, like just sitting back there, I can feel it. Well, you get that Cajon. Hey, you know man, you, you get need? that Cajon. And then I was doing the voice. You need a little hydration. Hydration. <laughs> and then maybe a little later, we'll go play the PlayStation. Oh, I will be playing the PlayStation later. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry about that. That's quality podcast. Yes. Well, you know, I tried to keep the conversation going. I knew you were struggling. So I just, hey, that's what a good host does, right? A good co-host does. Yes. Is uh, if you drop the ball, I pick it up and run with it, baby. Mm -hmm. That's I, what we do. I'm the fumbler. Just uh, you know, it's Cajun. What are you gonna do? You got you gotta have Cajun on the fries. I'm I'm a little it's sorry. It's one of those things too. Like once you start, I was trying oh, yeah. to avoid the cough. Yeah. Because I knew like once is like you know open the gates. It's over. And the more you think about it and go, I can't cough right now. I'm not gonna cough. Don't cough. Don't cough. Don't cough. There's no stopping it. The little yeah. Cajun spices in my throat going. You're gonna cough, bitch. It's that. <laughs> that's the sound effect for Cajun seasoning tickling in your. Yeah, throat. that's pretty standard operating yeah. procedure. Yeah, right that's, there, that's, yeah. that's the typical sound for it. I think you should add that on the board. I'm not sure what you'd ever use the button for that, but you know it'll come up eventually. Like, uh oh, it's a Cajun moment. <laughs> You just never know when you're gonna have a Cajon moment. Savage, yeah. I heard you went on a date last week and had that go. <laughs> Hello, family show. Sorry. Savage and his lady. That friends. just meant I took her to Cajun wings. Yeah, that's you, right. That's right. Get yeah. your mind out of the gutter. Stop it, everybody. God. Naughty people. You're nasty, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Kyle, Kyle's in his car right now going, what the fuck? Yeah. What am I getting thrown under the bus To think I begged these guys to make another episode, and now they're mocking me. I begged them. Yeah. Please talk about Cajun one more time. Yeah. Begging may be a strong term. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah. That might have been taking it too far. Well, let me tell you something. We are mid-summer. We are. Right now. Yes. When you're hearing this... I believe, if my mathematics are correct, yes. it is July. Okay, correct. Yeah. If you, and, and let me just tell you even better. Today, you know what today is? 
No. What is today? Buddy, come on. Fourth of July. Fourth is that when July. this episode's dropping? Yeah. Okay. Let me just start off by saying America. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, America. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, America. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, I should have stopped at the Costco fireworks. And... <laughs> that's right, man. The firework warehouse. Yeah. This week, come on down to the firework warehouse. We got Kill Your Mamas on special for $15.99. I, t- I told my friend, like she was, it was my friend Tanya, and she was from work, and she was like, she's like, that's a whole different culture. That's a whole different thing. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah dude, I, I, like, I should have gone in there because you know how like, you go to Save Mart or Safeway, they got yes. like waters and energy drink and soda yes. like in yeah, the little yeah. fridges by the checkout yeah i think there's like natural natural light at the yeah you know. <laughs> little natty light as you're checking yeah. out yeah you know what man i'm a little parched while i'm getting the uh the blow your grandma's out of the water and the uh kill your uncles let me get a natty light you know just uh, just a, just another afternoon in uh alabama you know, if you buy two Kill Your Mamas, you get two. This is our Vietnams. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dropping a bomb All like right, Vietnam. Man. All right, man. Dropping them, a bomb put, like Put them in the car. That's right. Hey, you talked me into it. There we go. Do you have a member? <laughs> Do you have a membership? Yeah, 209. Two seats. <laughs> uh, get that 10% discount on the fireworks that are going to light your neighborhood on fire. Let me just tell you something about... Um, the world we're in right now. Yeah. Because we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, in previous episodes. Yeah. The world since 2020 mm-hmm. is all over the place. Yes. In so many different areas. Like, there is not really much normalcy. The only thing normal is abnormal. Abnormality yeah. is the new normal. Yeah, I could agree with that. I won't argue with you there. Yeah. We've just kind of come to accept certain things as normal now that this is the way stan you talked about standard operating procedure earlier now there are just things that we've come to accept that this is just the way now and uh, we're rolling with it but none of it's normal it's just we don't have the choice right so that, that's what we're doing i mean six dollars a gallon for gas yeah what are you gonna do we're not gonna stop driving right and it, you don't have a choice yeah and, and i think like it's things like that like there's been markups on everything, right? Because of COVID, yeah. right? But like the world has, re- everyone's back at work. There's no like global, like we're taking months off, that kind of thing right. anymore. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But they just, and, and we talked about this back then, like now that they know that they can charge for these things, they're not going to bring the price down. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't foresee it happening. I can remember several years back, we got up to $5 a gallon. And everyone was freaking out. This was years ago, uh, over 10 years ago when we hit. It, it was high fours, low fives. And we did, it did de-escalate. But see, it's been so long, I don't remember what caused it. And I also don't remember what caused it to come back down. It did come down, but it took quite a while. But it was this thing where it was like, I remember they said we needed to have a just one day, nobody get gas. Do not get gas. If everyone just, they we were gonna they were gonna stage a uh, like a national like a walkout almost, but just on this day like Tuesday February twelfth, nobody get gas. Just don't do it. And this is that'll be enough. Just one day of no one spending money at the pump, there'd be enough of a shift to show people in the big wigs of the oil corporations that we're not gonna stand for this. Basically, well you know, it didn't happen because. 
you can't time that shit. You can't tell right, everyone right. on planet Earth to not get gas for a day. But I remember at that point, that's what they were talking about doing. I don't, and it just didn't pan out. I, I'm sure some people did it, but I mean, yeah, they got us by the balls. I can't afford a Tesla. You know, I can't afford an electric car. And even if I could, with all the driving I do, finding a place to plug it in and constantly keeping it charged, even if I could afford it, I drive 40 minutes to work and 40 minutes home. And then I drive around constantly all day long for my job. I couldn't keep enough charge on a battery long enough to do that. It would be a pain in the ass. So not only is it money, it's convenience. But you're right. Gas affects everything. There isn't anything that you order or want or need that isn't delivered by a truck. So when it costs more for them to deliver it, it then turn trickles down to it costs more for the company to order it and buy it, which in turn trickles down to the consumer who has to pay more. It, it kind of fucks us all. Like, and it all starts to pump and it affects everything. Whatever you order from Amazon, whatever you buy at the grocery store, whatever you get at that at the wing stick, the, the Cajun seasoning on your wings today, all had to be delivered from somewhere. And the prices will continue to go up as long as the prices at the pump go up. And I don't know. What so, to what do you're to telling me is that. my cough has never cost more. Right. It was a very expensive. God bless it. That was very. That was it. My bad. Was very expensive, man. Yeah. Very expensive. But yeah, it's. And at this point, we're all, I, I've heard so many people just go, well, what, what, I got to drive, right? I'm not going to walk. Yeah. I, 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 how am I going to walk to work? 40 some odd minute drive, you know, what, start right now. Be there Monday morning. I'm leaving now. You know, like also I'm going to be trash at work cause I'm exhausted. Right. Exactly. So it's just, they got us, they got us by the balls and they know it. They know that we rely on our vehicles to get to and from, you know, point A to point B. Like, and I and I and I, and I don't. And the reason I brought it up is because uh, I just asked you off the yeah, air about yeah. your house bills, right? Because everything is going up. Yes, electricity, everything is getting. You know, they're 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 everyone's out to get their money. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're taking advantage of a situation. I I I, I firmly believe that. There's probably some reasoning to raise prices. If it costs them more, it's going to cost us more. That's the nature of the beast. But then there are some companies that are just straight up taking advantage of it. I, I, I guarantee it. Yeah. You know how much things cost to be made. You know, it's just they, there's always a markup. But now they're taking it to like next level scenarios. Like, you know, there's no reason the number three at Taco Bell should be $14. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just come on, man. Like. I know that's not the highest quality top tier ingredients. Like, give me a fucking break. Stop it. Oh, man. Taco Bell. Yeah. Or, you know, insert any fast food restaurant in there. Fast food is no longer cheap, man. It's expensive now, and it's just gotten worse. Like, I'll tell you what. In-N-Out has done a good job of really, like, not trying not to push the prices up. They have a little bit. But sure. I got went into In-N-Out a, couple, a week or two ago, and got a regular meal and it was still i think 879 yeah, yeah. double double meal. i had i had in and out uh, one of our stops in on my southern california one of my southern california road trips over the last couple weekends we stopped there yeah the prices for the double double meal are re- relatively the same the beauty of in and out and i think chick-fil-a is another one that hasn't raised their prices too much those two places just basically have a license to print money they are busy. I've never been in an In-N-Out that wasn't had a drive-through line out the door and a full dining room. Like, 
any time of day. Like I've gotten off of concerts and been in it in and out at 1.30 in the morning. What? And they're packed, dude, packed out, like insane. Like, so that if you do, if you conduct your business correctly and you're successful, you shouldn't have to gouge the consumer and raise prices because you're already successful and making money. Like, there's no reason to gouge you. But places like, yeah, your Taco Bell, your McDonald's, they're, they're jacking it up because, you know, it's just it's, the quality's not the same. So they've got to make up for it somewhere else. And they know people will eat there. So they got you. But yeah, it's kind of sad, man. But what do you do? I'd, if I had the answer, I wouldn't be here. I'd be somewhere counting a million dollars probably because uh, save be saving the world. If I had the answer, I'd have yeah. way more than a million dollars. And you know yes. what I would do? What? Open up a dinosaur park. Yes, there you go. Even though Bill's like, this is a terrible idea, Scott. I'd be like, I'm a bazillionaire. You can do it. I can do what I want. Yeah, that's right. Guess what this is? Cajunosaurus. That's right. You can name it whatever you want to. And then would you say, welcome to Jurassic Park? I no, I would say, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Cajun. Yeah, Cajun seasoning. My bad. Anyway, enjoy. Try not to get eaten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have fun. We also hired Jeff Goldblum. He's in the lobby. Yeah. He's the voice of reason, a.k.a. the voice of reason. Jeff Goldblum. I love it. Um. Speaking of things being insane, yeah. Uh, if you've followed this podcast for uh, any length of time, since November of 2020, we have been talking about a potential Mount Westmore album. Correct. Uh, over the last couple months, there's been leaks and saying, oh, it's getting released on 420 or it's getting released this day. Right. May 17th. Never happened. No. Finally released. Yes, it dropped. It dropped, sort of. It's kind of, sort of. And what Mount Westmore did, to the uh, surprise of uh, pretty much everybody, and in their best attempt to alienate their mostly regular blue-collar fan base. The majority of their die-hard, ride-or-die people that have been down since the 90s. Yeah. Uh, they released the album as a NFT. Correct. Which costs upwards of $3,000 to get the album. Correct. So here at the 209 Till Infinity podcast, we've not heard it. No, we've not heard it other than the leaks. Yeah, yeah. And even if I crowdsourced enough money for that NFT, yeah. I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. No. Because, no, dude. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah, even if I had the money, if I was well off... And was a millionaire. Let's just say DJ Billier was a millionaire. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, that would be amazing. Let's say I hit the lotto and won it big, hit the superpower mega ball, whatever the hell it is. Superpower? Were you drinking a (laughs) mega pint? Yeah, I was. The mega pint. That's right. Mega pint of wine in the room. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, dude, even if I had a jar of cocaine. Yeah. Jar. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I mean, even if I had it. I wouldn't pay $3,000 for that album because for one, what I've heard isn't all that impressive. You and I have both. We dug in on Big Subwoofer, loved the beat, loved a couple of the verses, but overall just okay. Then they released the other single, Bad Motherfuckers, Bad MFers, I think as it's written on the album. Um, Snoop and 40 again sounded amazing. Rest of the track just so-so from uh, Cube and, and... and uh, short, kind of phoning it in, just doing what they do. Uh, 
very lackluster, not anything to write home about. And then the big deal was there was supposed to be a song on this album called From Detroit to the LBC. And the big deal was that it was going to be a Snoop Dogg, Eminem collabo. So this wasn't even going to be a Mount Westmore track. It was going to be just Snoop and just Eminem. And they have been hyping that track. You know, coincidentally, Snoop and Eminem had a beef prior to this coming out. They have a beef, they kiss and make up, and then all of a sudden this track's going to be on the album. And Snoop went as far to say as Dr. Dre was like, yo, man, how come you never gave me a track like this? This track's phenomenal. And they were like really going hard on this collabo and praising it, talking about how insane it was. And then they released this NFT album without the track on there. Like, so not only are they dropping the album, asking $3,000 for the album, but the song that a lot of people were really excited to hear is not on there, which leads me to believe that there's going to be another NFT at some point down the line where they go, hey, guess what? This song's included. And if you buy the album now for $4,000 or whatever, you know, leads me to believe they're going to try to stick it to the fans again later. Um, I just, I guess I don't get it. I understand that uh, you and I have talked about this before, that the streaming services give artists pennies per stream. Right. It's a it's one and a half cents, two cents, depending on who you are. Um, this is their way of fighting back on not being paid enough for the music that they create. So in order to stick it to the streaming services, they're not giving them the album that so many people are wanting to hear. Okay, I get that. Don't give them the album. But it feels more like they're punishing us than the streaming services. I don't see Spotify right now quaking in their boots. Go, oh shit, we didn't get the Mount Westmore album? Uh-oh. Better change our tune and start giving these guys six cents a stream instead of one and a half cents a stream or four cents a stream. Our bad. Sorry, guys. No, what they've done is not give them the album. Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon Music have all gone on business as usual. But us, the diehard hardcore fan, the guy that's been listening to Ice Cube since 1988 when he was in NWA or since 1980, whatever, when Too Short dropped, life is too short. And been riding with 40 and been riding with all these guys for forever. Snoop since Doggy Style or The Chronic. It feels like they're punishing us for what someone else is doing wrong. And that's where it really pisses me off. That's what really- Chaps your hide? Yeah, it really chaps my hide, man. The fact that we're, you know, that the saying a bad apple spoils the bunch. Well, the streaming services of the bad apple that spoiled it for fucking everyone. And that just doesn't feel fair to me. It doesn't feel fair that these guys that I grew up on for forever, that two years ago announced they were gonna make an album, and now here it is, and I can't listen to it. And it just feels wrong, like on so many levels. It feels like these guys that I admired for forever and have supported, seen live, a lot of them I've seen in concert, bought vinyls, bought uh, CDs, bought cassettes, uh, watched their music videos, streamed their stuff, watched the, watched uh, interviews with them on YouTube. They've gotten my money in so many different ways. And now after all that support for all those years, it feels like they looked at me and went, fuck you and spit in my face. That day when that album finally dropped and I couldn't listen to it, it was like they basically just said, you know what, man? 
thank you for everything we've done or you've done for us, but we don't give a shit. That's just what it felt like. It was sickening to me. Like I respect, especially Snoop. Lately I have had my level, my respect level for Snoop since we started this podcast has gone up like a thousand percent. And he dropped a lot of notches because not only did he do this, but he, you and I both talked about, he pulled all of Death Row's music off of streaming. You can't stream The Chronic. You can't stream Doggy Style. You can't stream Dog Food by The Dog Pound. You can't stream The Lady of Rage's first album. You can't stream uh, Murder Was The Case. That's all gone. That's all been yanked. And uh, the rumor is that he's going to do the same thing where it's going to be a separate streaming service where you want to hear the death row music. It's a separate streaming service to listen. That's one of the rumors that's going to they've talked about may happen. Like so the same way we pay for Spotify, we would have to pay to stream death row. And this is where I go. All you people that make fun of me for still having CDs, well, guess who's getting the last laugh now, motherfucker, because I will not pay to stream. I will go dig the chronic out of my CD collection and I will put it in or I'll put the vinyl on that I have in the garage and listen to it. I will not pay another $9.99 a month or whatever they think they're going to charge to stream Death Row music. Like, I'm sorry. they Death Row doesn't have a vast enough catalog to make it worth my while. I named five albums. Those are probably the five albums. You know, there's some Tupac stuff, but I don't think the Tupac stuff's been pulled. It's interesting. I, uh, I could be wrong, but I think All Eyes on Me and Machiavelli are still there. So there must be some kind of deal that Tupac's mother has that doesn't allow Snoop to do that with the Tupac stuff. Like maybe there's another label involved there or there's someone else. I could be wrong though. Don't. All eyes on me is still on. Okay, so the Tupac stuff is still there. So there, there you go. That just devalues an all death row streaming service even more. If I can still get Tupac on streaming, then sorry, Snoop. Sorry guys, I, I'll just continue to listen to my hard copies that I bought 20 some odd years ago. Like I'm not gonna, you're not going to get, I give enough people my money and I, I work hard for that money. And you're not going to try to 20, 30 years later, you know, try to screw me on an album that's 30 years old. I'm, I, no, no, just no, 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 a thousand times no. And, and then, and then you still have back on death row on there still. Yeah. Which is weird. Like he's not pulling everything. Like, and the interesting thing is, uh, the Mount Westmore album from everything I've read is a death row records release. So even though Cube's got his own label, 40's got his own label, I think Too Short's still on Jive. He's the only one that isn't completely independent anymore. They've all got associations with labels, but somehow the Mount Westmore is a, from everything I read, a Death Row Records release. So strange, man. I don't understand how it works. I'm not happy about it. I'm incredibly disappointed in all these dudes that they do this. I know that we're not the only ones. Fan outcry has got to be just, they've got to be hearing it on all their social medias. Anywhere they go, they're probably catching hell for this. But uh, rightfully so, man. I, I think it's uh, a slap in the face to us diehard fans. And it's not right. I don't feel like it's right. Not at all. Yeah, it sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> is that your hard take? Yeah, my hard take is it sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that it doesn't really like... I had gotten to the point where I didn't care anymore. Right. You know, because 
it was the, the, the combination of not really talking about it. We know it was coming. Them going on tour, but not releasing anything. Right, yeah. Nobody clear about a release date. And then, like you said, like, Forty and Snoop are doing their thing, but Cube was trash, Short was trash. Yeah. Like, the beats that we did here, you know, are cool, but, you know. Not mind-blowing. Well, yeah. I mean, the, who did the big subwoofer beat? That was good. Kato on the track. But we hear Kato all over the place. Yeah, I know. I He's... don't need to hear that. I... Yeah. Kato's all over Locksmith. Kato's yeah. all, you know what I mean? He works with everybody. Everywhere like air, to quote yeah. E-40. And so, like, I had just, was, I, I don't care. Like, if it had dropped instead of an NFT, of course I'd have listened to it. Absolutely. Like, I'm invested in those yeah, guys. Yeah. They've been fans for all those guys for years, you know? But my expectations were so low. Yeah. Because I, I think, you know, like you said, I'm with you on Snoop. My, I was already a huge Snoop guy. The things Snoop done in the last three, four years have elevated him yeah. into GOAT status to me. Absolutely. Um, E-40 uh, is one of the very few guys that has been in the game this long and still consistently does mm. good stuff. Mm -hmm. My only qualm with E-40 was that Instead of just making power albums, he would make a four disc thing where right. he could, you know, yeah. where I could have put a 15 track thing together and just put a yeah, yeah. gorgeous album, a killer instead album instead of, you know, chilling on the front corner, chilling on the side corner, chilling on the back corner, chilling yeah. on the west corner. Yeah. Four album EP all released. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, 40 is still relevant. His lyrics are very good. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Short has been. You know, he, the thing that was short is he's just short as short. Yeah. You know, since the mid nineties, he's done the same thing. He's, done he's the never same thing. changed. His Every now and then we'll, we'll be like, okay, that's the short I like to hear. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, we talked about cube, like you're a much bigger cube guy than me. I think he's pretty much been irrelevant for about 15 plus 20 years now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it sucks because like you said, you know, back in the eighties, he was a well, trailblazer. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, just one of the most important people in the world. And Up until that Lethal Injection album, which I think was 93 or 94, that he, it, it's documented a, a crazy run. I mean, it just uh, America's Most Wanted, The Predator, Death Certificate, Kill It Will, Lethal Injection, Bootlegs and B-Sides. Like, he had a fucking run, like, not many people have had in hip-hop. Like, classic, 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 classics, like... Classics on top of classics, remixes, soundtracks, movies. The guy did everything. And we've talked about that where I think he had one of the best five-year runs in hip-hop. He did. So for that, he'll always have my respect. Like when he drops something, I'm always going to check it out. My hopes aren't very high. My hopes weren't high for this Mount, like you said, this Mount Westmore. I wasn't excited. But once they finally announced a, a release date and I thought, okay, I think this is going to be the real release date. This is the one. I didn't get my hopes up, but I was just excited to be able to listen to it. Like, all right, let me listen to this so I can really say whether or not I'm gonna feel it. How many tracks am I gonna, I was I was gauging it from like, all right, I know this isn't gonna be a classic, but how many beats am I gonna think are fire? How many tracks from 
from all three of the guys am I going to think bang from start to finish? Will it be two? Will it be three? You and I were going back and forth. How many tracks you think you're going to love out of the 14 or whatever? You were like, I think three maybe. If, if I could get three, I'd consider that a victory. And I'm like, I was like, absolutely. If there was three tracks that were solid from all three artists, front to back, beats were tight, lyrics were tight, chorus was tight, I would take that as a victory from these guys at this point. And so I'm ready, ready to hear it, ready to talk about it, ready to dig in on it. And then they go, yeah, you can have it for $3,000. And I'm just like, are you serious? Especially in, dude, we just opened the episode talking about how everything's more expensive. Like how it's just difficult to get from point A to point B in your car. You know, you gotta take out a loan to take a road trip. And and they go and pull this kind of shit in the, and, and I get it. I hate to sound like the old guy who's behind because I think NFTs are the future. Soon this may be the only, there may come a point, unfortunately, 10 years down the road where this is how all music's done. And it's gonna suck. Like, but it could be the future. Ice Cube just announced NFT packages for the big three, his basketball league, where if you purchase so much money to purchase an NFT, you get better seats, you get VIP status, you're gonna get to signings and pictures with players. Like, this is the future. Whether you and I like it or not, it's coming. Like, depending on how successful it is and how well it works, is is going to tell us how implemented it will be in the future but there could be a point 10 years from now where the only way to get music is in the metaverse whatever the fuck that means mm. um but i mean yeah man i just i saw an interview with too short and i told you about it that really pissed me off where he said yeah we only released the one song big subwoofer he's like we've made millions off a of big subwoofer we toured off that song we performed the tr at, before the triller fights with that song. We sold merch from that song. We sold out arenas from that song. Okay, good for fucking you. Well, if you made millions off of one song, then you don't need to charge us $3,000 for an album, right? If you're gonna just brag a month ago that you made millions off of one song, then don't gouge me now for the whole album. Fuck you, that just felt like, especially from Too Short, who I've been listened to, I was a big fan, I still am, but it just, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Feels like, um, you know, these guys were always against big corporate America and the corporations, They're gang it's gangster rap. They're against the status quo. And I feel like they've, they are now in the position, the same thing that they're upset that Spotify's doing to them, they're now turning around and doing to us, right? Well, I'll just say this. Yeah. It's obviously are obvious that you nor I and a massive legion of people are not right. happy with this. Correct. Um, and uh, without sounding like old men get off my lawn. Right. Good for them. Yeah. Not getting my money, though. No. And that's the thing. You and I talked about it. There will be people that will spend that $3,000 to get that album, to get that collectible token or collectible, whatever it is that you get to make it worth $3,000. Uh, I told you that I saw a video. Someone from their camp said, hey, look, just wait. You're going to get the music. You've waited this long. So what's it going to kill you to wait a little longer? Let these brothers get their money. You got something against these guys living and getting their money? Let them get their money. Look, you're gonna get it. Just wait, are you going somewhere? Do you have somewhere to be? And to that I say, it's been almost two years. 
I don't have anything against these guys getting money. They're entrepreneurs. They're businessmen. They're in their 50s. I get all of that. But you can't in turn tell me you made a millions off of one song and then tell me that you need to turn around and charge $3,000 an album for the people that can do it. And then maybe a year from now, you'll put it on Spotify or who knows, what does that mean you'll get it? Does that mean it's gonna be on Spotify and Amazon and, and iHeartRadio and Pandora? Or does that mean a year from now, they're gonna go, okay, if you want the album, you're gonna to go to the death row streaming service. I don't know what that means, we'll just wait. I don't. The guy didn't specify, but I, I'll say this, you wanna stick it to Spotify, let's say this did work like everybody starts doing the nft music and spotify goes crap if we want to survive we've got to pay the artists more well then in turn spotify charges us more so i don't know how you win this battle because if they're giving them let's say two cents a stream i think that's high i don't think it's that much i think it's like a cent and a half or it's something crazy it's low um if you're eminem or beyonce and you've got a billion streams it's great but if you're anybody else stuff um so let's say they start paying them five cents a stream well i'm paying 14.99 now for spotify not just me i pay 4.99 for 14.99 for my wife my stepdaughter and my son and myself to listen to all the music we want every day 14.99 a month we can all listen it's the family plan uh let's say that goes up to 59.99 a month that gets a little tougher for me you know what i'm saying like i, I don't know uh, I, I probably at this point love my Spotify enough that I would do it, but it would be tough. It'd be really tough to swallow. Like, I, I don't know. But I get it from their end too. They deserve to be paid for their art. I, I don't know. Like, the, the thing I read is somebody said, anybody that tells you, I forget who the artist was. He says, anybody that tells you that you can't make money off streaming is lying. Because here's the thing. Okay, Spotify only pays you a cent and a half. But you can have your music on Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, iHeartRadio. The list goes on and on and on of the places that stream music, Apple Music. So, and every one of those companies has their own core fan base that just streams from there. So if you're getting a cent and a half a stream from all those, it adds up. And the guy said, now listen, if you don't have any fans that aren't listening to your music, it don't matter how much they're gonna pay you per stream because you ain't got no fans, right? right, right. So if DJ Billy A, the 209 till infinity podcast, we're on Spotify. It's true. We don't get paid shit. It's true. Have you seen a check? No. No, because we don't have enough streamers now, but our podcast is on every major streaming platform you can get. If we were to blow and they were to pay us a penny a stream, if we went massive, We'd be getting a penny a stream from Podbean, from Spotify, from Amazon, from iHeartRadio, from Stitcher, from Google Podcasts. If we blew, it would start to add up. Like, I don't know if we'd get rich. It would have to be a lot. So that's what I'm saying. The artists like Beyonce, Jay-Z, Eminem, they get a billion. Eminem's worst album just hit a billion streams. He's making money off his worst album. That album uh, revival just hit a billion streams eminem's fine somebody was like eminem needs to pull his music off spotify and all these places to put his foot down and show that look we're not taking this he needs to stand up for all the little artists 
that don't stream like him. Well, Eminem's been silent on that. Eminem didn't say shit because Eminem's getting paid. Like, yeah, he's not going to pull his music from Spotify and piss off all the stands of the world. Of course not. Hell no. Like, but this lady like demanded like Eminem, we need somebody of that caliber to go like, I'm taking my music away. Like, cause even guys like the Beatles fought it for forever. The Beatles, Paul McCartney refused to let the Beatles music be on any streaming kid rock fought it for a long time. Wouldn't let his music stream. Um, I believe Garth Brooks for the longest time wouldn't allow it. Um, you had to buy hard copies. Uh, they all stream now. They all gave up the ghost and gave in to streaming because they won. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the answer is at this point. Like, I see the artist's standpoint, but as a regular person, I see our viewpoint as well. We got to meet in the middle somewhere. I just don't know how the where the middle ground is and how we get there. Like, I don't know what the answer is. There is no answer, probably. I don't know. I like this beat. Very smooth jazz. Transition. I'm going to switch it up real quick. All right, let's switch I it up. I found a list. Okay. And we're going to go through it together. Okay. It's the top 26 Pixar movies ranked. Top 26 Pixar films. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I figure we'll start at the end, 26. So you're starting at 26 and going to one. Yeah. Okay. See if we have any disagreements or anything. This whatever. is a huge transition. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I like it. 26, Cars 2. Never even I'm seen indifferent. It. I never saw it. I never got past Cars 1. 25. Cars. Okay. It seems uh, pretty low for his popularity. Yeah, reasons. yeah. That, that seems low. Uh, I, uh, I'd have to hear the rest of the list, though, to know what's above it. Number 24. Okay. Cars 3. Never saw that one either. Cars not doing well on the Pixar list. No, yeah. Number 23. A Bug's Life. Ooh, I do like that one. That seems low. Number 22. Okay, I got a problem. Who made this list? I don't know where you getting the list from. Yeah, because MSN. Cars 2 is is like notoriously known as like one of the worst Pixar sequels ever. Like somehow uh Mater and I didn't see it, but Mater and Lightning McQueen go undercover as spies. Like it's like it had nothing to do with racing. So three, they bring it back and it goes back to being about being race cars. But somehow they get recruited to be spies. They said it was god awful. I never watched it, but anyway, what's next on the list? That, what? I got a real problem right now. Okay. Number twenty-two. Monsters Inc. Oh, that low? Nah, yeah, that's that's a good one. The first one again. Didn't see the sequel. Had no no desire. I don't know what's I I I know Pixar. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. I got a real problem with this one. That's low. Yeah. Number twenty-one. Onward. Okay. Great movie. That was the Chris Pratt one. Like the dad passes away. Yeah, that um, was a good movie. A great movie. Pretty new. Very good. Yeah. Uh, number twenty, Lightyear. I don't. We, I can't rank that. Wow, they've already it. got Lightyear on the list, huh? Wow. Okay. Number nineteen. I don't. <laughs> this Savage is looks upset at this. It may be the Cajun Mon seasoning, but Monsters University. Didn't see it. I don't know how this is ranked higher than Monsters Inc. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even have any desire to see a prequel. I'm getting fired up right yeah, now. Care? I shouldn't have done this. Just Careful. let you keep going off about NFTs and fucking yeah. Mount Westmore. Yeah. 
Get fifty percent off of uh, QuickBooks right now. Online. Okay, Just, that's an ad. <laughs> Number eighteen, Up. I do love Up. That's, Great flick. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. That's that's Up's probably top five for me. I really enjoyed that movie. Number seventeen, Ratatouille. Didn't care for Ratatouille. Not it's good. I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah, Up's better. Yeah, way better. The whole thing about the chef knowing how to cook because the rat's pulling the guy's hair and that tells him what amount of ingredients to put in. I never understood that. Like, I never dug that one. Like, one of my least favorite Pixar movies. Mm, I feel my blood boiling. Uh-oh. Number 16. Now, now, anything that's not worthy to me for something that I like that's below it is going to piss me off. Yeah, we're getting up there now. <sighs> the Good Dinosaur. I never even saw it. How is that better than Monsters, Inc.? It's not. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh-oh. But here's a good thing we don't have video right now. Yeah, yeah. Number 15, Wally. Yeah. Is not better than Monsters, Inc. or Up. No, not at all. Wally. Yeah. Number 14, Brave. Brave's a good movie. I... It's not terrible. The redheaded one where the mom turns yeah. into a bear. Yeah, that's not one of my. That's. But guess what? Here's I, here's what I'll say. Yeah. I know a lot of girls that like this, I, so I'm okay with that. I'd already seen. My problem was is I already saw Brother Bear, where the guy's brother turned into a bear. So then this movie, I remember thinking the trailer looked really good, and then I'm like, I sat down and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Mother Bear. Like I. I I don't need this. Like, we saw it already, so I wasn't super impressed. That movie wouldn't even make my list, but okay. Number 13, Finding Dory. I didn't watch Finding Dory. I saw it. If you saw Finding Nemo, you, you've seen Find, it, it's just Dory this time. Like, literally, it's the same movie. I don't, I'm not, a, I love Pixar, not a fan of their sequels. Like, it's not necessary. But. Number 12, Inside Out, uh, Reflex. Saw it, yeah. That's awful it, high on the list. Here's the thing about Inside Out. Yeah. It's probably, at least of everything I've listed so far, the most serious Pixar film. Like it, it's pretty deep with it emotions. It deals with some emotions and some mental health issues. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not going to be like people are like, man, I love Inside Out, but people identified with it. Yes. So. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Not better than Monsters, Inc. Uh, number 11, Soul. Liked it. I don't. Remember if I watched it. That went straight to Disney Plus. It was right. during COVID. That's Jamie Foxx. He's a musician who dies right as he's about to finally get his big break and have a gig. And he's trying to get his soul back into his body to get it back. It's a great movie. Is it number 11? I don't. That's. It's a bit early to call on that one. I, it's not better than Up. It's not better than Monsters, Inc. No, it wasn't better than Up or Monsters, Inc. It's a good movie. You sh I'd recommend you watching it. It's on Disney Plus. Ladies and gentlemen. Top 10. No chance I get this right. Like I said. <laughs> uh, that's what I think about Good Dinosaur. Yeah. That's what I think about Good Dinosaur. It's our top 10 music. <sighs> the Danny Hill soundtrack. That was awesome. Uh, number 10, Coco. Mm. Coco is... Uh, I saw it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Coco didn't necessarily... It was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Didn't super resonate with me, but if you are uh, Hispanic, yeah, they, they loved it. It's about their culture and Day of the Dead and all those things. 
So I get it. That's fine. There was already a movie called The Book of Life that had Ice Cube and had a bunch of people that was a very similar story of the Day of the Dead. That's why Coco didn't ring for me as I took my kids to see The Book of Life. And The Book of Life is actually, on, I believe, on Disney Plus as well. Uh, I just thought Book of Life was first and I thought it was a better movie. And uh, yeah, so I don't understand why people are... Uh, I didn't get Coco. Like it didn't... Yeah, so that's way off. That wouldn't even make my list. Number nine, Incredibles 2. Okay, that was good. I don't know if it's top 10, but... Number eight, Toy Story 4. I liked Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 was very good. The Toy Story sequels are the only... I think the only Pixar sequels that I really feel are necessary. Number seven, Turning Red. Don't even know what this is. Didn't see it. Brand new. Just came to Disney Plus not that long ago. They got a lot of new movies making their list. It's about a girl who turns into a red panda bear. And I don't know for 100% for sure, but it's an analogy to when a girl first has the time of the month, has her period, and and what the body goes through. But this girl turns into a, a red panda. That's a very horrible description, but I think it has something to do. That was it's not awful. making me want to no, see. No, no, no. I, I I've heard it's good, but is I that the Red seen Panda it. period movie? Yeah, yeah, classic. that's the one. Number six, Luca. Didn't see that either. Didn't so, see it. It's a newer one too. Like uh, these are a lot of new movies making the top ten. Like yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the top five. Hey. Number five, I, I cannot even, I can only think of one, maybe two right off the top of my head. Number five is Toy Story. Yes. So Toy Story, the original, absolutely belongs in the top five no matter what. The first Incredibles, I would put, uh, that's one of my all-time favorite. For me, Up, The Incredibles, the first Toy Story, those should be top five. Like, um, for me, easily, like, I don't understand, like, so anyway. Number four, Finding Nemo. Okay. Good flick. Yeah, yeah. Enjoyable. Yep. Number three, Toy Story 2. Okay. Stinky Pete the Prospector. Yeah, yeah, that's two. Yeah, that was a good one. Like I said, I think the Toy Story sequels are the only sequels that I were that were warranted, where they tell a new story. Finding Dory is just Finding Nemo. The Incredibles 2 was just a... The Incredibles 1. Like, just... They flipped a few things, but... They weren't necessary. Number two, The Incredibles. Yeah, that, 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 I, that I could go for. Which leaves us to... Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Here we go. Numero uno. I already knew, but... Yeah. Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. So Toy Story 1's not in there at it's all? Five. Oh, it was 5. Okay. Number 5. Okay, Toy Story 3. That was the dark that's one. That's when Andy leaves. Yeah, and that's the dark one where they get sent to, like, they, they get sent to the preschool to be yeah. preschool toys, but it's like jail. That's a very dark... It's cool, but I don't think it's... I mean, Toy Story 1 was just like, like how we talked about the first Jurassic Park and the first Matrix. Without the Toy Story 1, you don't get all these other movies. If Toy Story 1 doesn't hit and become successful, I don't know if you get, well, obviously you don't get Toy Story sequels, but you don't get a lot of these other movies. Like, so yeah, I'm not mad at, uh, I'm not mad at any of the Toy Story flicks being in the top five or the Incredibles, but they had an awful lot of new movies crack the, uh, 
crack that top 20 that I haven't even had a chance to watch yet, let alone be deemed classics. Interesting, man. Interesting list. The thing about those lists is that's just one person's opinion. So you can create our, it's the old sitting in the barbershop argument. You can do it with rappers. You can do it with movies. You can do it with sports teams. Hey, who's the best Lakers team? 87, 85. You know, it's, it's you can do the same thing, man. I don't know why they'd be a top yeah, in the barbershop talking about the Lakers, but like, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we next, next time we record, Rolling Stone released their top 50 greatest hip hop albums of all time. We could jump from 20 and go up. There's some shit that would make you angry in that top oh, 20, man. I don't doubt it. I think I already know what you're talking yeah. about. Well, everyone's been talking about it because it's Rolling Stone. They're like a legitimate rock and roll music magazine that's been around for forever that normally knows what they're talking about. And the top 20 is like, some of it's read ridiculous i was like what they're in the top 20 we won't go into that right now let's we'll, we'll save that for another episode and we'll dig in on that for sure sir happy independence day yes that's right happy birthday america america that's right you got fireworks be safe make sure you keep all your digits right don't lose the digits of that lovely lady that's right. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, all savages, lady friends. Yeah. It's tough to keep track hey, of that. Boy, Sav, you know That's what I'm right. saying? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um. So yeah, maybe someday soon we'll talk about Mount Westmore's album. Right. Maybe not. Maybe I don't not. know. Not for three thousand dollars. We're not. Definitely yet. not. Uh. So, yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the 209 Till Infinity Pod Squad. We appreciate every single one of you guys. DJ Billy Egg, get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Monster Zinc is top five. Fuck man, off that man. red panda. I don't know how to describe that any different. That's awful. I'm out. <laughs>